Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug, and there's no Joe tonight. In fact, this is the first ever Doug and Joe Talk that I have done solo. So, uh, hope I can do do justice to the show tonight. You'll only have one cigar reviewer. You'll only have one person giving opinions on uh, some uh, news stuff and current events things, but... Uh, but here I am. It's uh, Thanksgiving week, and Joe and I were having some challenges coordinating our schedule, so I thought I'll give it a shot. I know you guys are generous because we are the least listened to, lowest produced podcast in America, but thank you to the three listeners that we have. Thanks for listening and and uh, putting up with the quality. But, uh, but, but, you know, regardless of recording quality, I really do hope that we give you some great things to talk about. We like to say that we will tell you what you should think about all current events, you know, but obviously think on your own, reason through it, figure things out. Um, but we're going to give you some things to think about, or rather, I'm going to give you some things to think about tonight. And uh, as always, I have a, uh, what I hope to be a nice cigar in my hands. So, um, let's, let's get into that. Um, uh, there's a little bit of a backstory on the cigar, so uh, uh, and, and a little bit of a story on the podcast itself. But so I'm gonna I, I lit the cigar fairly fast and got right into the recording. So I'll give you the the the, the skinny on the cigar in just a second. But I want to kind of give you the preface to the show tonight. With Joe being gone and all, I thought, boy, it's a cold night. I don't really want to set out in my garage anyway. And I thought, well, why don't I just drive down to the square in Oskaloosa, Iowa? Um, Christmas lights are beautiful. Um, the, the businesses all around the square got super fancy, got really super fancy Christmas lights, hung them all around. The square looks beautiful. I thought I could tuck my car in somewhere, keep the heater on, stay relatively warm, a little warmer than I could stay in the garage. I could still have a really nice cigar. So, um, just kind of a fun evening by myself. I, I would probably prefer to be with Joe or a friend or a guest doing the podcast, but hey, I want to get some stuff out there. There's some cool stuff happening this week, and it's Thanksgiving week, and share some things I'm thankful for as well. One of which I hope to be this cigar. Now I'll get into the cigar. It was actually a gift from my mother, so I'm I'm thankful for it just, just because she got me a cigar. And she's one of those moms that's kind of like, gosh, I wish you didn't like cigars. I wish you'd... But here's a couple cigars anyway, because I love you. <laughs> so it was a little extra special that she gave me a couple cigars. This is the one I'm most excited about. Um, uh, La, Gor- La Gloria Cubana uh, Maduro. And kind of kind of known as a, a relatively inexpensive cigar, but a good inexpensive one. Um, so, here's what the internet will tell you. Um, when it comes to full-bodied, well-constructed cigars, nobody does it better. La, Gor- La Gloria Cubana is a delicious balance of Brazilian, Dominican, Mexican, and Nicaraguan filler leaves. Um, they are lovingly sandwiched inside a dark, sultry Ecuadorian wrapper. So, um, I didn't um, read Ecuadorian what wrapper. It might be an Ecuadorian Habano. It, uh, oh, it's, I guess it's an Ecuadorian... I, I would call it Maduro because it's very dark. Um, but uh, Joe and I have really had some great cigars that were Ecuadorian Habano wrappers. This one is an Ecuadorian Maduro. Don't know anything about it other than that. And um, so as it started, um, the the pre-draw was really, uh, was very loose. Uh, the way I like it, good loose, not bad loose. Um, and as soon as I lit it, just a nice hint of spice. Nice, um, sweet um earthy flavor coming right off of right off of it instantly kind of hoping for some you know me kind of hoping for some baking spice but right now just some uh, sweet dark earth and I, it's sweet enough that I'm liking it even though it doesn't necessarily have the baking spice yet but um, good good start nice easy draw uh, it's about a it's either a double corona or maybe a Churchill it's hard to say I um, it didn't say it was in a tube when my mom gave it to me it didn't say what it was but it's probably pretty close to a Churchill I would be my guess if I had to put money on it so uh, off to a great start barely got any ash on it and you know what one of the nice things about 
posting with Joe or a guest is that they can talk when I draw. That I never realized this is going to be kind of difficult because I'm going to have to pause every time I draw on the cigar. But but we'll get through it. It'll be cool. But um, great taste coming off the cigar right now. So... <coughs> Whoa! Sucked in a little bit of the foot smoke. So, um, some interesting stuff going on in the news. I, I can't say anything super you know, earth-shaking going on. We're, you know, we're past all the post-election stuff, all of the recount stuff, so we pretty much know where things sit. Um, so everything is, in my mind, kind of anticlimactic, but, um, but some interesting stuff to talk about nonetheless. Um, if it, if it matters, um, to anyone out there, tech stocks seem to be way down, and I, I'm actually mentioning it to say I'm not sure I have an opinion on it, I might guess and speculate, but it's like, I don't know, you know, Facebook, Google, some of the others taking huge hits, like, to the to the place where uh, the stock markets are saying they just lost all the gains they made in the last three years, like, tremendous gains in the last three years, and all of a sudden, boom, they, they tank, and they're back, not necessarily at a huge loss, but they lost all the gains. That seems significant, but I don't know, maybe maybe people are saying, hey, we don't, we don't like what's going on with... Uh, with them controlling all the information, we don't like with them censoring uh, some. Looks like it looks like that some of the big tech companies are, at least the media companies and such, are, are kind of censoring or not talking about conservative issues. Sometimes, maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's hitting them hard, or maybe they've just you know overinvested. That's something you know you get you get a lot of money, you just start putting money back into your business, and then you have a bad year, and you're like, oh crap, we we way over-invested. Who knows? This is all speculation. It's really, I'm not talking about values, so I kind of don't care about it much. But I but I kind of wanted to at least chew on it for a second with you and see if there's uh, anything that might be significant to our economy or, or, you know, just the country in general or, you know, could be linked to politics and such. But, um, it, it could also be tied to, um, you know that the, the just the economy in general that the Chinese tariffs are uh, affecting things, and it's it's one of those. I'm, I'm a big free trade guy, but I, I think I have a handle on what what Trump wants to do with the tariffs and kind of try to get China under control. And I'm pretty much free trade across the board. But if you want to put pressure on somebody to make them behave or make them do something, then sometimes tariffs make sense, except I don't like them because it's like a tax on the American consumer. And what I mean by that is, if I can buy a product cheaper um, from China, or, or, you know, so there's a, if I can buy a $5 product from China and it costs me $7 in America, then the government says, well, we're going to put a $2 tariff on it, so now it costs $7. Well, I could have got that product cheaper, and now it's $2 higher price. That's kind of a $2 tax on me, which, if there's a reason for it to put pressure on China, I get it, and, you know, it's, I, I still am free trade across the board, but I understand. I'm not really saying I'm willing to pay it. I don't have a choice, but I, w- I don't really want to pay it. I, I think it's bad, kind of an un- a hidden tax like that to to put pressure on China, but maybe I'm willing if there's necessary reason to do it. Man, it is hard to draw on the cigar and talk at the same time. That's why Ben Shapiro doesn't smoke cigars during his podcast. Well, um, so, uh, so anyway, that's the, that's the tariff stuff. Now, here's one of the other things that's interesting about tariffs. So, it's not just that we could get a cheaper product and now it's there's a tariff on it so it costs us more. But here's the other thing that's bad, kind of could be bad for the economy. It could be good depending on where you land in the economy. But loads and loads of soybeans are sold to China. So, all of a sudden, uh, you can't you can't sell your soybeans to China or whatever. I, I don't know if that's actually part of the, the trade deal or not, but, but if that happens, can't sell, you know, or, or China quits buying them because they're mad because we put tariffs on them, whatever. So that makes the price, that makes an overabundance of soybeans in America. So the soybean price goes down, which is bad for the soybean farmer, but 
good for the farmer that has to buy soybeans to feed his pigs. You know, so it's so it's all complicated and weird, and and so that would make grain, uh, not grain, but feed prices um, conceivably go down. So then the you know pig farmers and anybody else that's feeding you know soy in their in their feed to their animals, the prices would go down. But it, it, it's all complicated. I just think free trade is the best. So. Um, Anyway, that's a little bit of economic stuff. It, just in general, I think uh, there's, there, there seems to be this sense in, in everyone I talk to that things are moving forward kind of fast. Businesses are hiring people. Businesses are expanding. Everybody's working around here. There's so much, like, there's construction being done. There's new construction. People are remodeling stuff. Uh, you know, I'm not afraid to go out and spend some money to fix up my properties a little bit to try and get, um, eventually, someday, get some better tenants and stuff. It's like... It's a, it's a, it's a great thing. The economy's booming. Probably the best in maybe in my lifetime. I mean, it's maybe that's that's fifty years. That's a that's a long time. But the best that I can remember in several years. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put it that way. Um, one one thing in the news that I was a little disappointed in. Uh, this Jim Acosta thing. You know, he was, he was kind of being a douche to the president. And on one hand. I feel like reporters are supposed to kind of be hard on the president, ask him hard questions. But there does, you know, it also seems like you, there's kind of a, maybe there are unspoken rules, but there's there's guidelines and things that you should abide by just being nice. And he was just, he was being a jerk. And uh, I don't think he, you know, abused the girl that he kind of brushed her arm away. And I think he even realized, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that when he did it. But I was glad that the White House took his press press uh, pass badge, whatever it's called, took that away. And uh, But then uh, the courts got involved and said, no, you have to give it back. He hasn't been given... Um, uh, oh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, due process. And, and the fact of the matter is, <clears throat> as, I, <clears throat> as the story about this came out, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders... There was, there was a quote from her where, where she was basically saying that, you know, there were kind of general practices that everybody abided by. So it sounds like there wasn't anything hardcore written in stone. But now, there is. And maybe that's a good thing. I mean, I just... Maybe they shouldn't... Maybe they shouldn't videotape the White House press conferences. Anyway, maybe they shouldn't have them live video. Maybe people should text their questions in. Then, you know, you actually have to have a question. But she... But, you can get online and see some of the rules that they kind of put in place. So it sounded like in the past there were practices that most people abided by, but some people were pushing the limits too much. And so in response, they're like, okay, here are the rules. Abide by the rules or you're out. I'm not a big fan of Jim Acosta anyway. Um, I don't think he had the right, uh, any constitutional right to that press pass. Freedom of the Freedom of the press doesn't mean you have a right to have a press pass to go talk to the president. That's not freedom. what freedom of the press is. Freedom of the press means you can print, report, whatever you want, and nobody can stop you from reporting it. It doesn't mean you have unlimited access to the president. It doesn't mean you can be in a press conference. And even if you tried to push that a little bit, you could say, well, CNN might in some way have a right to be in the press conference. I don't even think that's the case, but um, uh, but Jim Acosta doesn't. Not as not as a person, not as an individual. But anyway, he got his press pass back, and so he felt all smug and wonderful. And and but there are some hard hard rules now that everyone has to follow, and I think that's good. I I think vague rules. Um, managing a nonprofit for for 15 years being the executive director of a nonprofit, you, you, you get to a point where you have to make some policy that's very specific. You know, sometimes you can say to somebody, go get me a coffee. Well, they go get you a coffee. Did they get you a flavored coffee? Did they get you the dark roast Sumatra? Did they get you the house? Uh, but if you're, the more specific you are, particularly in guidelines with employment or with volunteers, people that are on your team doing things, the more specific the guidelines are, um, the, the better people can function because they know what they're supposed to do. They know what they're not supposed to do. So hopefully these press rules will will help, and there's probably some other things they can do to 
to make the White House <clears throat> press things better anyway. So, well, it is, uh, it is time for the first cigar update, and you know what? This cigar's gonna go slow. Like I said, I'm, I gotta talk the whole time, so it's hard to keep drawing. And I'm just gonna not worry about it. There's gonna be a few pauses, and Joe's not gonna be talking while I'm drawing on the cigar tonight, so there's just gonna be some pauses, and we'll have to live with that. So, mmm. So this dark, sultry, Ecuadorian La Gloria Cubana is turning out to be pretty good. Um, it about an inch down in the in the for the first cigar update here. It is earthy, sweet, and maybe a hint of breadiness coming through, which is sort of what I like. That sweet bread when you talk about like banana bread or baking spice, like cookies and stuff. That's what ties to, uh, tends to wow me. And I'm not a big spice person, but this is like spicy, um, spicy hot. And uh, typically that comes from nicotine. Sometimes it comes from other things, but it does, there is an interesting amount of spice and it's all over. A little bit on the back of my throat, a little bit on my tongue, and it's just nice. Um, this, I, I was, the, the words that I pulled off the internet call this full-bodied. It doesn't seem, it seems maybe medium to full right now. Like, I'm not feeling anything too hard hitting from this. The smoke is nice. The draw is great. And, um, taste is, taste is nice. There, there might be a hint of coffee in the background. I won't, I won't call that for sure yet, but, um, sweet earth, not, not deeply complex at this point, but tasty. Very nice. Very, very nice gift from my mother. Um, all right. So other stuff that's, um, other stuff that's been going on in, uh, current events. Oh, one other thing about Jim Acosta I, I did want to mention. It's, it's interesting the, this is important to mention that the, the court that said he had to be temporarily given back his press badge, they didn't say. And and when I was ha hammering this home, saying he didn't, he doesn't have a right to a, a press pass or whatever it's called. Um, the courts actually didn't say he did either. They just said temporarily it has to be give, given back, and they they said because he wasn't given due process, so they weren't saying that he deserved it or that he had a right to it. They were just saying, look, there maybe needs to be some kind of process here that you need to go through and say, this is why. This is why it's been being taken away. What This is what rules he broke, etc. So that's, so at least the courts aren't saying he has a right to it. They're saying that just maybe things weren't clear enough of the rules that he did break. It's, you know, whatever. So, um, the... The California fires are kind of a um, just a, a, a tragic thing going on in, in our country, and and they're still they're still going on. And something interesting, if you didn't hear about this, um, it's just interesting. Yeah, I, I heard that there's rain in the forecast in California, and I think, oh hey, that's great. That will help with the fires. And um, then I, I hear on the news that that's not necessarily the case. What the, the horrible thing that can end up happening is with everything being burned out, the rain can cause mudslides and it can also cause um, people that may have passed away in the fire for their remains to be washed away. And I know knowing that your loved one, if they are gone, knowing that they're gone, being able to, you know, have their have their body and go through that closure of a funeral is a, is a big deal. And apparently if it rains and rains a lot, that can happen. And so rescue efforts, not necessarily rescuing injured people, but just rescue, finding remains of people, etc. It can make that really difficult, and I hadn't thought of that. So that was just something that was um, curious to me that that I wanted to share. But it's horrible tragedy, and thoughts and prayers definitely going out to everybody out in California. Um, it's interesting. I have, I have a friend in Iowa. I can't remember the organization he's part of. It might be Pheasants Forever. But actually a couple friends that are part of Pheasants Forever, and I think they're the ones that go out and do controlled burns 
in our area. And and what it, in our area we don't have huge forests like like California does, but the controlled burns just kind of help the certain areas kind of uh, get the bad brush and stuff out of the way, so good fresh stuff can can come back. It makes it better for the animals, just better for the for the ground. Whether it's just a, a you know a grassy area or whether it's a um, you know some other type of area, but it, it's good to do those. And apparently, um, California hadn't been taking care of some of their forests and some of their areas and actually doing some of these controlled burns to take care of the, the, if, if you get this, like the fine brush and stuff, not, not necessarily the big trees, but the controlled burns can take out some of the lower stuff that's just dried and laying on the ground. The controlled burns can quickly whoosh, get it out of the way. And they haven't spent money to do that which is unfortunate because that's probably one of the things that's causing these fires to spread because when you haven't done a controlled burn then, fire gets out of hand, all the dried brush, everything that hasn't been gotten rid of is laying on the ground and then the fire just goes so quickly, so fast. And um, so because I have some friends that are, that have done that, I, I, I under, understand what that's like and it's too bad that the people in charge hadn't been um, more serious about that. I got to draw on this cigar. It's going to go out. Sorry that I'm belaboring that, but it is really hard to talk and think about the cigar if I'm the only one talking. I should have should emailed Ben Shapiro. Maybe he would have for a, for a little bit. Or, or this is probably more Matt Walsh's speed since I'm since I'm sitting in my in my Jeep with the heater on, trying to keep warm. I think he does most of his uh, podcasts from his Jeep. So. Uh, uh, not Jeep from his car, I mean. <laughs> he doesn't have a Jeep, I don't believe. But, um, so, yeah. So, prayers to the people in California. I hope they get that under control really quick. So, uh... Ah. Uh, nice, tasty cigar. So, Ivanka Trump, um, if, if, if you haven't heard apparently was doing some, uh, you know, kind of businessy stuff, or maybe, I don't, I don't know if you call it White House business stuff, but she was, she was sending some emails that people were concerned that she shouldn't have been sending via her own, um, private email. And, um, uh, the report I saw, she was like, oh, I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to do that. Gee, I'm sorry. And so that's, I don't think that's a huge story. But the story, and, and I, I hate it when this happens, but sometimes the left tries to make a story out of something that's not a story, and then being on the right, I, I feel like uh, kind of kind of opposed to that. I have to say, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that, that actually isn't a story. So they're making a story out of something that isn't a story, and then I have to make a story out of it and say that it's not really a story, and you shouldn't be making a big deal out of it. And it's like, then it gets all complicated. It's like, oh my word, can't we just talk about the real things that happened? <laughs> And, and important things, instead of making a story out of something that's not a story. And what I mean by that is, they start saying, oh, well, you know, you're Hillary, you're talking about Hillary, and all that she did, and now Ivanka's doing it. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> no, Ivanka isn't doing it. Ivanka perhaps sent some emails she shouldn't have sent from her personal email account. Hillary... Mm, Hillary had a private server. Her own server, not just a private email account, private email account, private server, so that she could intentionally hide things that she was doing. And so that she could intentionally destroy that information before anybody found out what she was doing. That is not what Ivanka was doing. So it's just irritating when they tell you, well, oh, yeah, the right was so hard on Hillary. Why aren't they being hard on Ivanka? Well, because it's not the same thing. It's like an innocent mistake, you know, like, oh, whoops, I wasn't supposed to do that. Sorry, okay, I won't do that anymore. And yeah, it was, maybe it was a little bit of a bad thing. I mean, if she'd have said anything, you know, that could have been, somebody could have snagged on the Internet. And, and you know, I don't, I doubt that she was emailing crucial, uh, you know, United States information that, you know, someone was going to try to grab or something off her, you know, off the internet. But, um, but anyway, it, it gets crazy. I, so that's really, it's news, but it isn't news if you, if, if you understand what I'm saying. So, um, 
All right, well, I want to uh, talk about our unofficial sponsor this week. And it's pretty easy to have an unofficial cigar sponsor, in which um, I like, and I'm going to preface this a little bit by saying I like going to brick-and-mortar stores. Sometimes the brick-and-mortar stores locally can't compete on some of the cigars that everybody has. They can't compete with the online retailers. But it's nice to have a cigar shop uh, in your hometown. I, there's one here in Oskaloosa. It's fairly new. Um, I'd like to get to know the owner someday. Maybe I, maybe we'll do a podcast there someday. Um, but it's nice because you can go there, buy a cigar, smoke a cigar, have two or three friends with you. Now, I will admit that I think the guys that run um, the local cigar shop, they're not the sponsor of the show tonight, but I think they're more... They realized that they could make money on the vape crowd, and they and, and I think the owners liked cigars, but thought, well, if we do a cigar shop and vape, we can make money um, uh, uh, on the vapors, even though there may not be a large cigar crowd. So, But it's still a place that I can smoke a cigar. They've got a... Um, for a small town cigar shop, they got a decent selection. I might talk about them, have them as a cigar sponsor sometime, but my point is, I like patronizing the local shops, but online places, if you're buying cigars, particularly, you know, any amounts that are that are significant, and it's just the place to go is online. And you shop around, you can get good deals, but there are a number of good ones, and one of them this week that I want to mention is Cigars uh, International. In fact, uh, that's where I got the information about this cigar that I have that my mom bought somewhere else up in Wisconsin, I think, when she traveled down to visit me recently. But Cigars International, I bought a lot of cigars from them. They've had some good prices. I can't say that I've ever got anything from them that was in bad shape. Everything's always humidified well. I I always try to stick cigars in my humidor uh, from anybody for at least a couple months before I smoke them, just to make sure they're humidified perfectly, but everything I've got from them has been been decent. Um, so, um, hats off tonight to Cigars International. I, I appreciate doing business with you over the years. That is our unofficial sponsor for Doug and Doug Joe Talk tonight. I wanted to kind of throw kudos out to them for having a good business. Can't remember where they're located. I usually remember, but I uh, it's been a while since I've ordered from them. I've been ordering from some other places lately, but, um, but they're a good company. So, um, other stuff's going on in the news. Um, so, the, the caravan is sort of old news. It's already reached the border, and, uh, and, and so we're, you know, we, we've heard most of the news about it, but uh, some interesting things, and this was curious to me, because I've, you know, I said to Joe a couple times, like, well, we should go, there's a, there's a fairly... Uh, sizable Hispanic population down in Atumwa and even even here in Oskaloosa. It's like, we should go talk to some uh, Latino people. I tend to use the word Hispanic. I mean Latino. Um, and, and see what their opinion is. And so someone sent a reporter down to Mexico and actually was interviewing Mexicans um, about what they thought about the Hondurans traveling through their country. And there was a pretty uh, large portion of them that were saying, we don't like this. You know, they're, they're coming through... <coughs> If they do choose to stay, they're taking jobs from us, and they're you know, saying all the things that they would say that they don't like the, the, what's what's happening. They don't like what's happening to their country with these people coming through. And of course, there were some folks on the other side that saying, "Hey, we need to be welcoming. We need to help them." And um, it was interesting that there were some on both sides, but I was surprised that there were some that were mad, saying that the government should have done something to stop this caravan from from coming through. Um, so. I thought that was particularly uh, interesting, and also uh, interesting that um, there, that um, was it. I forgot where it was. I was gonna gonna tell you about this. One of the ports of entries. I forgot which one it was. Now um, they actually closed down uh, the port of entry or limited um, who could go through the port of entry. And basically made it real. They, they were there were some concerns that some people were going to rush the port of entry, and I believe they just closed it down. And so, um, you know that that sends a pretty big message saying, you know, look, we're, 
we, we don't want to be messed with here. You know, everybody likes to be compassionate, but this isn't a, you, you can be compassionate and help people without letting them come into your country illegally. I said this maybe even on the last podcast. I said this isn't about compassion. You want to be compassionate? Go 10 miles into Mexico, into the border. Um, set up your your aid for these people. Help them out. Help them get assimilated into Mexico. Help them get jobs in Mexico. Help them do what they need to do. Take care of them. You start your nonprofit. You do that. Um, <clears throat> so, anyway, I won't beat that dead horse anymore, but it's interesting. Border, border security is... I'm pretty important, and saw some videos of them beefing up the wall uh, a little bit in certain places, uh, making it a little more difficult for people just to hop the wall. And uh, also, they've been finding out that there are, uh, like, quite a large number of criminals in uh, in the caravan as well, and they hide themselves behind women and children, make the put the women and children up front so that it looks better on camera, you know. Um, Anyway, you, you, you've probably heard all this, so um, I don't want to get too late on my cigar update here. We're, we're due for another one, and I don't know if you could hear it, but the ash just fell off on my notes paper. <laughs> um, nice. Fell off nice even. Uh, the cigar's burning perfectly. A nice even burn. I had, I don't know, an inch and a half just dropped off. And, and the, the flavor... Is staying remarkably consistent. It still doesn't. It still doesn't feel full-bodied. So the fact that the notes said it was going to be a full-bodied smoke, I don't know if I would give it quite. And I, I, I'm not sure I like a. I don't like a real powerful smoke. I would be medium to medium to full. If it's got lots of taste, I don't even care what the power of the cigar is. I don't care how much nicotine it has. Um, uh, generally, I don't think I would get sick on any cigar, even if it was a full-bodied cigar. But I'm. I'm I'm more about flavor and what's happening, uh, you know, what's happening on my palate. Um, there's a nice, I'm, there's, the spice is, is harsher on the retrohale, um, so it burns my nose just a little, but it, it increases the taste a bit, a little more, uh, some of the sweetness might have died down a little, I said it's consistent, sweetness might have died down a bit, but it's mostly consistent. And I didn't mention this earlier. The cigar doesn't look um, super oily. It's it's dark. It doesn't look really shiny and oily. But there's a there's a nice just the right amount of oil on the tongue. I don't I don't like dry smokes very well unless they're super flavorful. And this one has just the right amount of oil, keeping me interested. And earthy. And maybe, maybe getting a, as, as some of the sweetness faded, not all of it, but some of it did, I might be getting a little more nut, and that might be going, might be kind of tying in with a little bit of baking spice as well. So this is, uh, this is starting to, I'm liking this quite a bit, um, so La Gloria, La Gloria Cubana, man, I wish I could... Unless I speak with a Spanish accent, it's hard to say the names of cigars sometimes. Anyway, decent cigar. I'm liking this a lot. I might have to get a couple and review it again with Joe. But um, that's the second update. Consistent, maybe a little little nutty, a little less sweet right now. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk a little bit, and I don't know if I can do this justice because I'm not an expert, but the, the this Canadian trade deal... Uh, I listened to someone someone talk about this, you know, and sometimes when people are quite a bit smarter than you, it's it's kind of hard to repeat what they said. But but I'll, I'll give you the gist here: what's happening? So this Canadian trade deal between the United States and Canada, what what's been happening is is Trudeau, who, based on what I know, seems to be this kind of young, and, and I would say a little bit dumb and proud social justice warrior that's trying to run things in Canada. And maybe I could say he's well-intentioned. He wants to... But it seems like he just wants to virtue signal and and give super rights to some groups of people and take away rights from uh, other people. He's, he's kind of a leftist. Anyway, it, all that doesn't matter. My opinion of Trudeau doesn't matter as much as what's happening with the Canadian trade deal. So let me... 
Okay, so I'm gonna get another taste of this cigar. Mmm. I wish you could hear the smoke. Good, lots of smoke coming off this cigar too. Good, good smoke output. Um, so, so he put language in the trade deal. This is the this is the important thing that basically defined um, sexual discrimination as um, sexual orientation, gender identity. Now. The United States hasn't defined sexual discrimination that way. Um, in fact, recently they they defined sex in, in a way to kind of uh, give more power to to women, or not really power to women, but make sure that that things are done correctly, so that sexual discrimination is defined as a difference between sex, man and woman, and not sexual orientation, gender identity. But Trudeau throws this in the Canadian trade deal. Now, now, here's the thing. Whether I would be a person that would say it shouldn't be defined that way, or whether I would be a person that says it should be defined that way isn't the point here. And this is really important. So whichever the side of the aisle you, you land on, if you think sex should be defined as sexual orientation, gender, identity, in addition to <clears throat> um, male, female, that's not, that's not the issue. This is a trade deal, and we th there shouldn't be a social issue tied up in a trade deal, period. But especially, there shouldn't be a social issue like this in a trade deal that they're trying to force on us that our, um, our government hasn't said we're going to address it. So... Our, our, perhaps our government should, maybe, maybe they shouldn't. But the fact is, this is Trudeau trying to push his opinion, his social issues, maybe the issues of his country. I don't know, but they're at least his issues. Push them into the trade deal. Now, I have to admit, maybe the person that was handling the trade deal and <clears throat> you know negotiating, maybe that person just didn't realize. What, what this does, but this basically takes some of our sovereignty away. Because if we say, okay, we approve this trade deal, we like the trade deal, but yet he squeezed in this sexual orientation, gender identity stuff, then that can set a precedent that other trade deals then would be assumed that that could be in there. And again, whether you're against, for it or against it isn't the point. The point is our country needs to make laws and decisions on these things for our country. It's not something that should be in a trade deal that should be pushed on our country and has the potential to set a precedence that shouldn't be set, not because I'm for or against that type of a definition, but because it's something that if something needs to change as far as the law, um, then the United States government the people we elect as our representatives need to put that into law. It needs to not be in a trade deal that's going to convolute everything. I hope that makes sense. It's it's like I said. It's difficult for me to do justice to the to this because I'm not an expert on it. I'm I'm trying to echo some of the things that I picked up. Um, I think it was somebody. Uh, now I never can remember her name, but she shows up frequently on Andrew Clavin's show. She's from the, like the Dobson Family Institute or something. And she has a book. I wish I could remember her name. I'm going to remember it here on one of these podcasts. A moral... I'm not going to be able to get it. Uh, anyway, I'll, 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 maybe I'll put a link uh, in the podcast down below. I'll look it up and maybe throw the link in so you can uh, know who I'm talking about. But that's where I got the details from. And this, this, is a, this is one of those things that probably the press isn't going to cover. and they, Or at least they won't cover it until somebody says, whoa, that shouldn't be in there. And then when somebody says it shouldn't be in the trade deal, what's going to happen is they're going to say, oh, you're just, you're a homophobe. You're just, you're just trying to deny the rights of these people. No, 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 that's not what we're doing at all. It shouldn't be in a trade deal, period. Have I said that enough? <laughs> so, uh, plus, it's, it's just stupid to let another country try to force that issue on us. That's just ridiculous. It needs to be, the trade deal just needs to be 
um, dropped because of that, or at least amended and said, no, 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 that's that's for us to decide. Our legislators will decide that. You're not going to push that on us. That's ridiculous. And that, that just, you know, that shouldn't happen. <clears throat> so um, I hope hope I haven't beat that horse too much, and I, and I hope I did justice to it. Um, so, mm. so um, I want to go into um, the cool things segment. Again, man, I wish we had really cool, like, a little song. We could play, like, for all these, these segments, the unofficial sponsor and the cool things. But uh, I kind of forgot about something I own that is really cool because I end up, I don't use it. I, I kind of forget. I stick it in my closet, and then I... A Bic lighter is so handy, so a lot of times I just light my cigar with a Bic lighter. But there's a really cool cigar lighter. And the reason I like it, because it has a huge tank on it, and it creates a cool... Uh, not a torch, but a soft flame. And it's really nice to toast cigars... And it gives a, gives a great light to the scars. And um, I, you might be able to get generic versions of it, but the one, I, I might have a generic version, but the one that I found on Amazon, Amazon it was put out by Alec Bradley, cigar, um, the cigar manufacturer. But it's called the Alec Bradley The Burner. And I, I wish I could show you a picture of it, but if you get that, Alec Bradley The Burner, you can look it up on Amazon. I might, Joan, I might even be able to put a link um, down in the podcast. But it's a cool little, if, if you imagine like this, a metal base, that's probably about three inches around, and so it's got this dome, it's a metal, round metal base with a dome, and so it's a big, pretty big tank, you know, it's about the size, it'll set in your hand pretty easily, not quite as big as your hand. And then it's got a little knob that you turn, and a, a, a f- igniter that you click, and it pops this really pretty good sized soft flame. So, not only does it last forever, um, you, you know, you don't only have to fill it, you know, depending on how many cigars you smoke, you know, a couple times a year maybe. Um, but it's got a nice, and it, and it looks pretty, it's something neat you can have set with your, your cigar, or your pipe stuff. You, it wouldn't be good for lighting a pipe, but it can sit there with your cigar stuff, looks cool. And the only reason I don't use it much is because, particularly now in Iowa, it's cold, and any kind of a butane lighter if you leave it out in the cold if i leave it out in my garage and we come to do our podcast then we can't light the butane lighters because they they don't fire until they warm up you gotta warm them up stick them in your pocket for a couple minutes or hold it in your hand until it gets warm so i haven't used it a lot but the times that i did use it when it was warm weather out it's a really fun lighter um and i love soft flames for uh soft flames for cigars so so my cigar almost went out Mm. And that is not the fault of the cigar. It's my fault because I'm trying to do all the talking tonight. So, it is time for the next update. So, we'll get into that. Now, I will say, this is going to appear to be a long burner tonight because I'm not even... This is the third update, and I bet I'm not even quite at the halfway point. And that, that is, of course, because I'm talking a lot, not drawing as much. If I wasn't talking, if, if Joe was here, I know this would be burning faster because I'd be drawing more. That can affect the flavor. Um, so I might take a moment here and do some hard draws and see if, because sometimes faster or slower draws you affect the flavor, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm getting. Um, it's definitely, right now it's going more earthy. There's still some of that, got that nut and earth, but there's still just enough sweet that's keeping me interested. Um, and I think I, maybe that baking spice is still carrying through too. Just a hint, just just enough. Um, the earth is is fairly soft. It's not a harsh hard earth, but that that hint of baking spice and that hint of sweet keeping me interested with just a hint of spice. I will say. I think the spice is morphing more now to the back of the throat. It's not as much on my tongue as it was in the beginning. The retrohale still stings my nose and 
and intensifies the flavors a little bit. I do, I did take a couple quicker, harder draws, and I might keep might keep doing that before we wrap at the end. Seems to be pulling in a little coffee as I draw a little harder, so that, that can be interesting. Um, so, that's my, that's the third update of La, Cor uh, La, Gloria, La Gloria Cubana um, cigar. It's a good one. Like I said, I'm, I'm probably, it probably appears to be burning a little slower than normal because I'm talking a lot. But um, the burn is still, the burn went just a tad wonky, but nothing I'd complain about. It was perfect when the ash fell off. And uh, it's just a smidge wonky now, but nothing nothing to complain about. And who's going to complain about a little wonky burn if the flavor is this good? So, so it's going really well. Get one more taste here. You know, I usually try to distinguish coffee and chocolate. They're very similar, so they're hard, but I might actually be getting both. I think there's a little coffee and just a hint of chocolate, both, in this, you know, kind of a, kind of that bitter chocolate, you know, when you have an unsweetened chocolate, and it's, it's going really nice with, with the earth and the hint of sweetness, so, uh, that's the, that's our, uh, third update, we'll give you a wrap in a few minutes, but, um, one other thing I want to mention, and, and this is one of those things that, uh, you, you ought to, um, you ought to look up online, if you get a chance. <clears throat> um, Dan Crenshaw, I believe, when we did our last podcast, or maybe the one before, was kind of in the news um, with that comedian guy that had kind of accidentally said some not-so-nice things about him. But, he uh, seems to be a pretty sharp... Uh, is he a senator? Can't remember. He, he's from Texas. Senator, I think. And uh, but he was on a couple, at least at least one talk show where he wasn't letting the the obviously left leaning uh, uh, hosts um, just 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 say their blanket things bad about Trump. And it was cool because he was he was very articulate and he spoke very kindly, very civil. I was really impressed. It's like man, I when I talk to people, I hope I can be as civil as he was. Mm. And they were, the talk show hosts were saying that Trump was just horrible the way he was, um, you know, attacking. And they might have even used the word suppressing, you know, the press and trying to make this big deal. And Crenshaw's like, well, what, what has he done that, that you disagree with? Well, the way he's, he's, uh, you know, attacking the press and Crenshaw's like, now, wait a minute, attacking? What do you mean by attacking? Well, he attacks... It's like, well, wait a minute, now, I was attacked. And if you remember, Crenshaw's the one that um, lost an eye when he was fighting for our country. It's like, oh, wait a minute, let's be careful how we throw around that word attacked. I was attacked. I'm not sure that Trump is attacking, you know? And it was just so great that he could say, no, wait a minute, what? we need to get clarity here on what an attack is. You know, I, he didn't say all this, but basically he was implying that I lost my eye. That's an attack, you know? Trump just saying, calling out the media? What do you mean? He's not hes not suppressing anybody. Everybody's still saying what they want. Everybody's still, you know, giving their opinions. But the fact, the, the point in this is you should watch it because he was very civil. He stuck to his guns and said, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying this stuff, but what, but what really are you saying? And it was so, so great to see someone push back against a, a left-leaning talk show host that was just saying, Trump is bad because he's doing this. Well, what what exactly is he doing? And it, it was great. Um, you should look at it and watch it because, um, uh, you know, we don't, we don't do clips and cuts of news stuff um, on the, on the podcast yet. We might, we might someday. Um, but it, it's a very worthwhile watch. And civility, I think, and this is, this is where I'll, I'll babble for a minute. I don't want to lose my cigar. Mm. So, I, I, I go back and forth a little bit. I know the, with the country kind of being divided, there, there tends to be, we get angry. We, I'll, I'll throw myself in here because it happens to me sometimes. We tend to get angry at 
the opposition, whoever doesn't quite agree with us, we tend to get angry and want to say bad things about the opposition instead of dealing with the topic. And it happens too much. I do believe that there are times, there are, and like like Joe has said, I, I believe that uh, Joe has been quoted saying there are some things worth spending a night in jail over. Now, that being said, because I think there are, but that being said, I think civility and dialogue and being able to reason through stuff, particularly with someone you disagree with, if you're just talking, like when Joe and I talk, one of the things that's tough about this show is we agree on a lot of things. So it's easy for us to be civil. But if I had somebody in here that was like opposed to me, it would be a lot more difficult. I would want to talk about facts. I would be challenged to be nice and kind. And the fact of the matter is, it's really nice when you can sit down with a friend, especially if you have a cigar, if you have a beer, if you have whatever, you know, and and you're just enjoying each other's company, somebody you have a relationship with that you're friends with, and talk about the topics, talk about the issues. You know, I really, and speaking of, you know, Thanksgiving is is coming up, you might be sitting down with some relatives uh, coming up on Thanksgiving where you have a chance to have a civil conversation, or a non-civil one, but... Um, please do your best to be civil. And well, I think particularly in settings like that, some people some people like to say, oh, well, we just need to leave politics and other things out of the family conversations. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, but I do agree that we need to be civil. We need to love each other, particularly if they're friends, if they're family, even if it's somebody that I don't know that's a, that is completely a stranger to me that disagrees with me, I still want to give them the respect as of a human being, treat them well, and discuss the topics. And so, Thanksgiving coming up, we might have a chance to talk about things um, with people that are our family members that we care about, and if we do, but we need to be kind and loving because that's part of being human. It's part of being an American that you need to be given that much respect. Talk through the issues, and and I do want to say one thing. If you if you're on the conservative side of things, as a, kind of a conservative libertarian, I wear my labels on my sleeve. Um, you might run into someone who's not on your side or who disagrees with you. Maybe even a real extreme leftist who is just going to start off the conversation with some mean, nasty things about Trump or mean, nasty things about the conservative movement, or mean, nasty things about you if you support a particular policy. But, be kind, and here's some advice that I'm going to try and practice if this comes up um, over the holidays. Be kind, and say, well, let's, let's not talk about the dumb things that President Trump has done. Let's talk about the policies that he has implemented and tell me what's bad about them. So if they say, oh, Trump's a racist, he's done this, that, and the other, oh, okay, let's not worry about whether he's a racist or not. Let's talk about what he's done that you disagree with. Well, he's said this and that. Well, let's not talk about what he said. Let's talk about the policies that have been implemented in the United States government that you don't like. What things has become policy that you don't like. And, and if you do that, I think it'll be easier mm, to have well, a worthwhile and a civil conversation about what's going on. And so I guess maybe I'm giving you a little advice. It's something not I'm just not just giving to you, I'm giving to myself. Chances are the people that I have Thanksgiving with are going to, most of them I think would probably agree with most of my positions because they're because I, I just know where, where a lot of folks stand. But for some of you that aren't, that are going to be in a more confrontational, more oppositional setting, um, talk about the issue, not the stupidity that somebody might have done, not about the character of someone. Uh, now, this this isn't exactly completely true, but, let, but, but I kind of want to say sometimes I don't care about Donald Trump's dumb tweets. Sometimes I don't care about if he's a bad guy, because there's things about him I don't like at all. But if you want to talk about what's good for the country, the policies that have been put into place, I think he's done pretty good. Talk about those things. Okay, Thanksgiving. Um, it's just a couple days away. Uh, 
I'm blessed that I get to take Thanksgiving the next day off and the whole weekend off. So I've got a several days I won't be working. It's going to be nice. Going to spend with some family, eat a lot of good food, and be be thankful. And um, so I, boy, mm, scar's good. So I want to talk about in closing before I wrap the cigar what I'm thankful for, and it is easy. I mean, a lot of people will say, oh, I'm thankful for my family. Um, I'm thankful for the freedoms that we have in this country. I'm thankful for the freedoms that allow people that are believe things opposite of me, that they have the freedom to express those thoughts. Because those thoughts challenge me. I'm thankful that I still have the freedom to express my thoughts. I'm thankful for the, that I can... Um, freely practice my religion, even though there's been some squeezing on on some Christian people, particularly, but not other religions. Um, I am I am thankful, uh, and th- this is the big one I want to mention. You know, everybody says family and that kind of stuff, but I specifically want to say I'm thankful for the institution of marriage, um, marriage, and I guess kids, which they're kind of the same, but they're but 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 I'm going to draw a, a small line there. I got married late in life. I thought I had the world figured out. I pretty much knew how things run. I knew how my life ran. Um, and I got married, and now I'm living with... Uh, at the, when I got married eight years ago, I'm living with another person who who uh, didn't actually agree with me on everything. I'm thankful for that institution because that has changed me. It has shaped me in a good way. It has pointed out some of my flaws that I didn't know I had. And I'm super thankful for that because those things probably wouldn't have come to the surface any other way Except being in a relationship with a wonderful lady, my wife. Um, the challenges don't always come out the way I want them to. I, like Sometimes I wish they would come out in a little different way that was easier, but whatever. I'm thankful for marriage, and I'm also thankful for the three little girls we have and the whatever the next one's going to be. There's one on the way around Christmas time. Thankful for those little girls. I really think, speaking of civility... Being around those little girls, they soft—they soften me. I was a person that had strong opinions and would always talk about them. And now having those little girls around all the time, I think they teach me to be softer, to be kinder with people, to to love and respect people. I, I always did love and respect people, but I was pretty blunt before I got married and before I had kids. And now I, I hope I'm softer. Well, I, I know I'm softer. I may not be as soft as I need to be, but I'm thankful for them, those, the, the four girls in my life, as I say, uh, my five-year-old, my three-year-old, and my one-year-old, and my wife. Um, so that's what I'm thankful for um, this Thanksgiving holiday season, and I'm glad I'm going to be spending some time with them, hanging out with them, having fun. Quick quick wrap-up on the cigar. Mm. La, Go- La Gloria? I cannot say Gloria, I say Goria. Maybe I should be smoking it on Halloween. La Gloria Cubana? No. La Gloria Cubana. Um, the Maduro is turning out to be very nice. Uh, I think as I'm down past the halfway point, um, there's a little bit of spice on the front of my tongue now, which had gone away, but it's coming back. Still, Still a hint of spice in the back of my throat. I like it. Um, still more earthy now, less sweet, um, and I'm not noticing the baking spice, but the, but the coffee and maybe the chocolate, mm, are, are slightly there. I think if I'd been smoking faster, there might be a little more of that, um, but we'll see. It's, it's been a good cigar, and I, I do think I'm going to have to try this one with Joe, because I think he'll, I think he'll like it as much as I do. He, he likes the earthier ones more. I like baking spice more, but I think this might hit us both um, kind of right in the center and we, we will both like it a lot. So, um, so um, uh, I guess we'll call that a, a wrap for tonight. I hope you couldn't hear my Jeep running. Uh, I shut the heater off. I'm starting, my feet are starting to get a little cold. I'm going to have to turn the heater back on. Thank you uh, so much for listening to Doug and Joe talk. Um, feel free to comment, ask us some questions, tell us something you'd like us to talk about, you know, ask us some questions, we'd, we'd love to do this, um, 
throw out some cigars you'd like us to try. Um, I've got a long list of ones we're going to try, but I'm happy to to get one and throw it in. Um, send us a cigar if you like. That that could happen too. If you want us to try one, send send two though, so we can we can both smoke them. And um, but whatever, we'd be we'd be happy to try them and give us your your opinions of what we're what we're tasting and. Uh, appreciate the fact that you take time thank you thanksgiving time thank you for taking time out of your week to listen to doug and joe talk this has been doug and joe talk.com only it's just been doug tonight have a good one see you next week